welcome to episode four of the News Now Affiliation Podcast. On this episode, we have one of the most controversial college football Instagram accounts on the internet, Penn State Planet. He is known for his sometimes very good and sometimes very bad takes, depending on which side of the take you're on. Thank you for coming on the show, Penn State. Thank you guys for having me. Yeah, of course, and also who we have on the show today is WSU Daily. He is a D1 college writer for the Kentucky Wildcats and also G5 News Now. He's been on multiple episodes so far, episode three and episode one, running one of the biggest group of five conference accounts on the internet. Thank you for coming on as well, G5 News Now. Yeah, no problem. Um, so our guest, Penn State Planet, obviously he's a Penn State page, Penn, covers Penn State sports, but that's not necessarily what we're here to talk about because he is known for having very strong opinions on basically anything. So we want to, you know, get to know what he's, what, why he has those opinions or what he does, um, to, or, you know, just what he posts, um, you know, and all that stuff. Yeah, obviously, you know, he has some of the most interesting takes, and I think, uh, you know, Cole was going to kind of get into about how he got into, uh, you know, making this count in the first place. Yeah, so I guess the first question we should ask um, before anything is just what got you into sports media in the first place? Well, I've always been super passionate about sports, specifically college sports, and I kind of just wanted to, like, get my opinions out there, as you guys have said. So I decided to start this account. And then I eventually added a college football page that I post on from time to time. So, yeah. So, uh, what made you a a fan of the uh, Penn State and really drew you to make your account about them? Uh, Well, both my parents went to Penn State. And I've just kind of been raised around Penn State. I go to football games every year at State College. Yeah. So it was obviously very uh, kind of personal for you to make this page and you're already a fan in the first place. Yep. Uh, do you have any other favorite sports to cover or watch? Obviously, you like, you know, college sports with your uh, picks page or college football, but do you have any sports outside of that that you really cover? Well, um, I'm a fan of the big four, basketball, baseball, football, and hockey, in both college and pro. I'll, re- I'll really watch anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, you're known uh, certainly for having a lot of strong opinions, not all of them about college football either. How closely do you follow the other sports to uh, have these opinions? Can say, are you there? Uh, can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yes. Sorry. It, uh, I guess oh, you're cut good. out. Um, can you repeat the question? Yeah, of course. Um, you're known for having a lot of strong opinions on sports in general, not just college football. How closely do you spot? Uh, do you follow the other sports you watch to have those opinions? Um, well, obviously, college. I'm like more knowledgeable, but uh, during school a lot, I'll just uh, be on ESPN even though I shouldn't be. <laughs> and uh, I always read articles about, like, pro sports to keep up with it. 
because I'm obviously watching college all the time. Yeah, and uh, these, you know, of course, the college players goes into the pro. Uh, you know, you've been dubbed as a hot take machine with negative connotations and sometimes, I guess, good. Are you willing to admit you hold biases against or for certain teams, or do you uh, direct this notion? Uh, I try to uh, hold bias, like, hold bias completely out of my takes. But I guess you can say the closest I've come to being biased is my preseason thoughts on Michigan heading mm-hmm. into last year or heading into this year. Obviously, no one expected them to be in the top 10, I don't think, at this point in the season. But I had them going 4-8, and eight, which yeah. obviously was not accurate. <laughs> yeah. So you make a lot of uh, comprehensive lists. How do you go about gathering the information for those lists? It's obviously a lot of research required to do some of the work you do. Yeah, so a lot of my list is personal opinion over stats. Like I just, from what I watch, um, I gather like, just it's just gut feeling pretty much. When you're, but, going, when like, you're going into a Saturday like, you know, all the college football, do you have, like, kind of a certain routine or, like, teams or conferences you're looking out for, or just kind of anything that's on? Uh, well, usually have my TV set up and my laptop set up, so I got two games going on at once. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I usually right. do. Okay, so I'd like to know your thoughts on the CFP committee and um, what would be your top ten if you were to make a top ten for the CFP. Okay, so the committee, the we all know the first rankings were not good, right? Alabama yeah. too, with a loss. Yeah, they get a free pass for losing. That's my. That's really my biggest issue. Like it's not even Cincinnati at six. It's that Alabama, they can lose and just not be punished. So if I did yeah. the top ten, the top ten, like if I was in the committee right now, here's how I would have it. I would have Georgia one. I would have Oklahoma number two. I would have Cincinnati three. Michigan State four. Alabama five. Oregon six. Ohio State seven. Wake Forest eight. Notre Dame nine. And Michigan ten. And and you're willing to rank um, Oklahoma, who's had a lot of shaky losses over a team like Michigan State or Cincinnati. Who've had big losses, big wins against top ten teams, and Oklahoma really hasn't had that marquee win yet this year. Yeah, that's a big talking point. Obviously, um, Oklahoma's struggling with lesser teams, teams that they should be blowing out, and that we we know they do have three ranked opponents. Well, if Iowa State's ranked, and they play them, three tough opponents coming up to finish the year. Yeah, um, I just think going nine and zero in a Power Five conference. Well, no, regardless, you don't think because because every team besides Georgia really this year has struggled to some extent. Mm-hmm. Like Mich- okay. Michigan State, so, they struggled against Nebraska and Indiana. All right, yeah. Go ahead. So about the team struggling, like I've just noticed that more people tend to scrutinize Group of Five teams for close um, wins, and they just tend to ignore some of the Power Five teams that lose. Like just look at Oklahoma, like. They almost lost to Tulane, and I don't want uh, nothing against Tulane, but they should have won that by more. They struggled with like N- Nebraska, Kansas. Kansas, Kansas State. You know, 
I don't think that's the making. If they're really like number two, as you say, they should have no issue pounding Tulane or pounding Kansas. But they're not. They were losing to Kansas at one point. Uh, yeah, I yeah. I agree with that. Except you have to hold the same. You have to hold the same. Uh, what's the word? Value standard. in that. Yeah, standard. Uh, to Oklahoma as you would to Cincinnati and Michigan State. Michigan State, before the Michigan game, they, they played two good teams, like two teams mm-hmm. that, that aren't bad, Nebraska and Indiana. Yeah. And they got outplayed in both games, which is why I was lower on Michigan State than most going into the Michigan game. Obviously, I have to move them That's up yeah. now. But, and I just want to say one thing. Uh, mm-hmm. Oklahoma being ranked uh, eighth in the first poll is, is an illusion. Because they're not – if Oklahoma wins out, they're not going to leave a 13-0 and Big 12 champion out. Yeah. Despite despite them being behind Cincinnati right now, I think if they win against the teams they have ranked coming up, OU will jump Cincy. Yeah, and I was just kind of thinking about what G5 was talking about is, you know, let's say that close loss to Tulane, which also Oklahoma had I mean, a close win against Tulane. Oklahoma had a close win against Tulane, but let's say Michigan State – you know, a team like Nebraska, they they would probably blow out Tulane. So that kind of, you know, weighs the differences in a close win to Tulane and Nebraska. Nebraska's athletes are 10 times better. They're, you know, there's a much better football team in general than a close loss to a small power, group of five team. Yeah, that's why you can't use syllogism in college football because there's so many variables from week to week. It, winning, is, winning is the most important thing. No matter who yeah. you are, it's, it's hard to win every game. That's true. And that Michigan State game wasn't at Nebraska, and that's, of course, one of the hardest places to play in the nation, you know, if Nebraska is good or not. It was home. Oh, it was home. Excuse me. Sorry. Nebraska is better than their record. Every game they've played this year, even in their losses, have all been by one possession. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and also I just want to know one thing on the CFP. Do you personally believe a team like SMU or Houston with only one loss in – um, do you think they should be ranked? Um, well, I didn't have SMU in my top twenty-five this week, but I did have you. I had Houston at twenty-five. I'm fair. I kind of. I don't know how much I like the ACC after Cincinnati. Like I, I'm kind of. I hate to say this, but I'm kind of with the committee on this one. I don't. I don't really think the ACC is that deep. I think the Mountain West is much deeper. But UTSA. Should definitely have been ranked. I'm gonna have to agree with oh, the yeah, UTSA. The- UTSA is only the second team in um, history, actually, of the College Football Playoff Committee to not make the initial rankings and be undefeated. While being undefeated, they're only second behind Marshall, who did not make it until they went 11 and 0 uh, yeah. back in, I believe, 2014. It took That's five crazy. holes for them to rank Marshall. That's crazy. Yeah, and then Marshall yeah. choked and lost. And it was I think. Yeah. So uh, I have one more question. So um, I, I don't I don't recall exactly, but uh, do you have like do you have a Pittsburgh, Mississippi State, um, one of those teams ranked in your poll? Uh, I have Mississippi State ranked. Because... Okay. So about Mississippi okay. State, uh, I just let me ask my question first. So yeah. they have a loss to a group of five team is in Memphis, right? And they also have multiple losses. So why can't a team like SMU? With one one loss to a, a better group of five team, not be ranked. Well, I I look at the wins, and I also look at the Memphis loss, 
in the fact that they really should have won that game if it weren't for a blown call. But you still have to hold that loss against them. Mississippi yeah. State has wins over A&M, Kentucky, and NC State, who are all ranked in the poll. SMU has no wins over teams that are ranked right now. If, if SMU is undefeated, I would absolutely have them. If they, they just beat Houston, I would absolutely have them top 15, 16-ish. But. I'm actually going to jump in there um, as a sports writer for Kentucky. I am obviously flattered by as many people taking that win for Mississippi State as highly as they do. But I feel like if you're going to apply the eye test to someone like Oklahoma and rank them eighth with uh, an undefeated record, I think you should do the same to Mississippi State. I mean, if you look at that Kentucky win, obviously it's a win over a highly ranked opponent, a one-loss SEC school. But one, you have to take into account that Starkville is one of the hardest places to play because of the atmosphere and the crazy loud fans. And if you watch the game, it was more so um, no, not taking anything away from what Mississippi State did in that game, but Kentucky had an absolutely just offensive shutdown. They were absolutely terrible on the offensive side of the ball. So it has to go back to the classic, uh, did they beat Kentucky or did Kentucky lose the game? Well, you mentioned how Starkville is one of the toughest places to play. And I actually think the committee, like, factoring in where they would have put Mississippi State, they wanted to put them high just so they can justify Alabama being ranked second. I just want to say that. And I, yeah. do, think, I do think Kentucky's a good team, but I, I expect them to uh, fall out of the top 25 eventually. I don't think they're quite that level. Well, their, their, remaining con- or their remaining schedule is extremely easy. They go and get to play Tennessee at home this weekend, and they travel to, I believe, New Me- or they might not travel to, but they play New Mexico State, Vandy, and Louisville on their remaining schedule. Yeah, I think I have them dropping the Tennessee game, and then Louisville's a toss-up. I think Louisville's really underrated. I, I like that team. But I, I, I'm not sure where I'll go with that one yet. Well, we have gathered some questions from followers and fans and some of ours. And uh, we're going to ask you some questions. G5 is going to start out on uh, one of the first ones. All right. So if, if you know, you've been following Mountain West football, um, it's obvious that many of my followers and fans think you have some sort of bias or even hate against San Diego State. Like, do you have any sort of bias or hate? And if, if you do, why? If you don't, why? Uh, well, I don't have a bias. I guess the closest thing you could come to saying I'm biased is that I had San Diego State missing a bowl game to start the year. And I guess you could say that carried over to what I think of them now. But it just comes down to the fact that I, I just don't think they're that good. I expect them to lose probably three more times. Nevada, they're going to lose to Nevada. Hawaii, and what's the other – I don't know their schedule, but <clears throat> oh, boys, 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 those three. Okay. Uh, so one of our followers, a Wake Forest bias, asks, uh, "What is your what is with your consistent support of Nebraska?" Oh well, I'm a huge fan of Scott Frost. Probably the biggest <laughs> Scott Frost fan you'll find. That's not a Nebraska fan, and obviously they've disappointed me this year, but. Like, you have to look at their all their six losses coming by one possession. They obviously have talent. They just haven't been able to put it together. 
But I believe next year is the year. Well, it's kind of felt like that every year for Scott Frost. We kind of felt like that next year is the year, and that next year just hasn't came yet. <laughs> yeah, that's that's very true. But he did he did rebuild UCF into thirteen and zero from zero and twelve in two years. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, you can't take that away from him, but now he has to do it at a much larger and harder scale. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah, so we're just six days removed from or away from November 9th when college basketball season tips off. Exhibition games are already ongoing, so a lot of people want to know, and uh, Detroit Lions News Now asked, how are you feeling about Penn State's upcoming basketball season? Um, Well, it feels like a fresh start with our new head coach, Micah Shrewsbury. We had a bunch of players transfer out, and we also bought a bunch, brought a bunch of players in. I think, um, well, we have talent on the roster. We should finish, like, middle to bottom of the Big Ten because the Big Ten's obviously a tough conference. But I'm excited. Another one of our questions from J.NACE underscore nine is, why are your predictions usually wrong? Uh, I, I just got unlucky this year. <laughs> That's it. I, yeah. prom- I promise better during basketball season. It's a bit of a mean-spirited question. I, I tried to cut out <laughs> most of those, but um, there was quite a few. You're certainly a uh, polarizing figure. I deserve it. It's fun. <laughs> yeah, there, there there was a lot of them that we just kind of couldn't cut it out. We, we felt a disservice to the people if we cut them out. So, um, obviously, you're close to your team being in that conference. So, Terps News Now asks, I want your opinion. Are Purdue living the national title this year in basketball? Uh, well, I consider legit, con- title, legit title contenders anyone I would have ranked in the top ten. And I do have Purdue in my preseason top ten. So, yes, I like, I like Purdue this year. Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, P-I-T-T-L-X-R-D wants to know, what's your final record prediction for Penn State in football? Uh, it, it's going to be the same as I had at preseason, 9-3. and three. I, I think we beat Michigan and Michigan State and went out, actually. Really? Wow. Yeah. That's cool. I'm, very, I'm very confident in the, in the Michigan home game. I'm, I'm very I, confident in that game. I'm but, just gonna say that I'm just gonna say that I'm clipping that, and I might have to use that against you. You you can go ahead and clip it. <laughs> okay. But preseason, like I, you can ask Michigan State fans. I was pretty high on them compared to most people. I didn't obviously didn't expect them to end up this good, but I always said that that could be a tough game at Michigan State at the end of the year, and it probably will end up being. But I think yeah, we we showed lots of good signs against Ohio State this week. Mm-hmm. So, I like where I like where we're headed the rest of the year. Okay, um, so obviously, where I write for Kentucky, a lot of my followers are Kentucky fans. So, in a bit of a snarky one here, the BBN content asks, "How did you feel about Kentucky's win over Penn State in the Citrus Bowl in 2018?" Uh well, I was very surprised, but. That that year kind of felt like a lost season, I guess. We kind of collapsed at the end of the year. I, I, I really should have saw it coming, but I was more surprised. Props to Kentucky. 
That was the Benny Snell year, I believe. Yeah, he absolutely torched us in that game. So, a uh, another Penn State fan, Nittany, Nittany Lion, about primetime, asks, who are the top 10 coaches in college football right now? All right, off the top of my head, my top 10 coaches go. Mm-hmm. Num- number one, Nick Saban. Mm-hmm. Number two, Dabo, despite mm-hmm. his bad year this year. Yeah. Still number two by a good margin. Yeah. N- and number three is where it gets tough. I had Matt Campbell preseason, but I'll say I'll say Lincoln Riley. Yeah. And I'll, number four, I'll say uh, I'll say Jimbo. Five, Matt Campbell. Six, Dan Mullen. Seven, Kirby Smart. Eight, Luke Fickle. Nine is it gets tricky here. Yeah. Um. I'll say I'll say Brian Kelly nine and then Ryan Day ten. So top ten. It's kind of seemed that your list is more of kind of a, like an all time kind of like it's also current, but you know a lot of those coaches had a lot of past success, and that kind of left off maybe like a Mel Tucker or somebody like off that off your list. Yeah, so um, Mel Tucker, if I'm talking like solely performances this year, mm-hmm. I have. Him and Dave Clawson as yeah. the top two, but like uh, if I'm talking about like who I think are just the best coaches in general, Mel Tuck, Mel Tucker obviously moved up from where I had him. I think I had him like fifty something preseason. He's obviously going to move up, but I'm not ready to put him in the top ten yet. And when you're making those you know huge lists, because you know right now you're coming out with that um the college basketball one, and hopefully you I already see that you're going to rate Davidson top one hundred. Um. You know, there's so many teams to look at. You know, it's just a, such a vast margin. I, I guess when you have that many teams, you can't be that precise with it. Yeah, there's definitely more room for error in basketball. Um, the teams I didn't know that much about, I, I, the I found a CBS article that gave mm-hmm. like a blurb about each team, and then I looked at returning production thing I found on Reddit, and that's how I put like the teams I didn't know much about. Yeah, That's how I rank, like the the lower levels of the list. Mm-hmm. Can you give me maybe a sneak peek of uh, around where the Davidson Davidson's going to be this year? Uh, I have the list right now, and I think I have them. Here, I don't know if I can. Can I leave this and still check it? Uh, I don't. Uh, yeah, you can. Le- yeah, you can leave it on your phone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm saying like 80. I actually had Davidson exactly at 100. Really? <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's that's pretty like I think CBS had us at like 98. So you're about where CBS is as well. I can actually pull up for you where they had you if you give me just a second. I actually ranked um, every conference based on that piece. Um. So I, I just found that really intriguing. So I went through it and did the conference breakdowns. Um, so in the A10, they had Davidson at 70, or no, it was da- uh, Davidson was at exactly 100 on the CBS sports piece as well. Yeah. I think it's pretty decent. I didn't, I didn't copy nice. the CBS sports piece, I swear. <laughs> 100 still has them at 7th in the A10, though. Yeah, the A10's good this year. Yeah. Although, 
St. Louis just lost uh, Javante Perkins for the year, so yeah, that, that really su- that really sucks to see. Yeah, I, w- I was excited for that team. I like that team. Yeah, but, but it always feels like St. Louis has the talent to win the A10 every year, but has that one thing that just sets them off. Last year they got absolutely killed by COVID. They were rolling, mm-hmm. and then they didn't play for a month. Yep, same with Davidson. Yep. yep. Also, if I recall, that St. Louis program was actually struck by a tragedy uh, recently with one of their, I want to say, assistant coaches passing away. Uh, G5, uh, do you have the next question? Uh, All right. So, Kentucky News Now and um, C underscore Centers 52 wants to know, what's your Penn State Bowl prediction and where do you think they'll be ranked at the end of the year? Well, if we went out like I predict, I think we'll end up in either the Outback Bowl or the Citrus Bowl, which would give us an SEC team. And I think Ole, I think Ole Miss. I think we'll play Ole Miss in a bowl game, which would be a terrible matchup for us and we probably lose. Yeah. <laughs> Ole Miss is definitely one of the teams that you don't want to roll up and see you're playing. You never know what you, you can get from them. Yeah, especially on national TV in a bowl game where they're going to throw their whole playbook at you and yeah. put on show for the scouts. Yeah, they're going to come out guns blazing for sure. I would I would not be looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of our uh, uh, fans asked, Mountaineer.insiders, what are your thoughts on the Illinois game that went into nine overtimes? I mean, that's going to be fun. Well... It, it was it was really bad. Um, I at first like I liked the new overtime rule, how they have it going as like dueling two point conversions. Yeah, and this is not an excuse or anything. This is just like my my personal opinion. I w- I kind of wish they kept it as like touch like touchdown drives, how they had it before. Mm-hmm. Like we all know the Texas A and M LSU game. Yeah, but. I have a feeling that if that was the case for this Illinois Penn State game, the game probably would have gone on. It might have gone on forever because neither team could move the ball. Mm-hmm. And I'm just really surprised that we couldn't score from the two yard line in, in five tries to start overtime. All we needed to do is score once, and the game was over. So we we definitely deserved. Yeah, when I was watching that game, I couldn't figure out if it was one of the best college football games I've seen in a while or one of the worst. I think it was kind of the, kind of both. Yeah, definitely both. It was a good game, but ter- terrible, terrible execution all around. <laughs> yeah. All right. So here's a question from me. Um, who is your favorite group of five player? Uh, my favorite group of five player would be Carson Strong. Um, not only because he shares my name, but because he's good at football, and I've been high on him since like, the start of last year. I've followed him throughout his college career. Yeah, I mean, I honestly think he could be um, QB one this draft. I'm, I don't see why not. Like he's got like a cannon for an arm, and he's just overall he might be the best pure quarterback prospect. I mean, he does so many things well that I, I honestly think. QB one is a real possibility. Yeah, I personally, I personally like Sam Howell as QB one, and then I have Strong at QB two. But 
I guess I guess you could say Strong has the highest ceiling out of the class. Mm -hmm. Did we just get a Penn State Planet name reveal right there, or was that already public info? Uh, well, it it doesn't matter, but (laughs) I think it was public. Okay. Already. Uh, uh, another question is: Does Ohio State win the Big Ten again this year? Uh, yes, they do. Even though, wait, I have something other. Even though Wisconsin is not a good matchup for them, which I do think Wisconsin will end up winning the West. All they have to do is win out. They control their own destiny. Wisconsin is not a good matchup for Ohio State. And now that game will be closer than a lot of people think. But I like Ohio State. Even though Wisconsin can't move the ball to save their life? Yeah, but that defense, man. Number one in the nation. Mm-hmm. So you're not confident in Michigan or Michigan State to beat the Buckeyes? No, I'm I'm less confident in Michigan State than Michigan. I I I wouldn't be actually yeah, I would be surprised if Michigan beat Ohio State this year, but I, I give Michigan a better chance to do it than Michigan State. Just because Michigan State's on the road. Do you feel like in a Wisconsin and Ohio State matchup, the Wisconsin defense uh, you know, forces the freshman uh, quarterback for Ohio State into a lot of bad scenarios and situations, and that wins them the game? Yeah, I think if you look at our game against Ohio State this past week, our defense played amazing. Mm-hmm. And we, we, if Wisconsin looks at the tape of that, I'm, and they have a better def- defensive personnel. So, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so I've got a pretty serious question up here next from UCLA Bias. Are you a fan of the movie Talladega Nights, The Ballad of Ricky Bobby? Uh, I've never seen that movie. Oh, okay. you haven't? You haven't seen that? Never seen the movie. Okay, as soon as, as soon as you get off this call, we're going we're gonna to need you we're to go watch, watch that movie. We're going to have a watch party for it. Yeah. <laughs> I will Shit say, on. I did recently just see the new uh, Halloween Kills movie. And it is, it is not as good as the 2018 one. I don't know if, if you guys have seen it, but... Interesting. Not as good. Well, you know, we can all hop in a Zoom call or something. I, I can show my TV and, and we'll, we'll, let, we'll let you watch it here because you're missing out. You are missing out. Oh, I'll have to check that out. Yeah, it's definitely one of my favorite movies of all time. How about you, Cole? Uh, I wouldn't put it that high. It's just a very... It's, it's a very enjoyable film that you can certainly turn on when you just want to... Uh, Turn your brain off for a little bit and not have to think about literally anything. Yeah. Uh, our, our One of our last questions uh, comes from G5 here. All right. So um, user M Memes um, says, Hello from Perth, West Australia. Who's your favorite NFL team? Uh, my favorite NFL team is sadly the New York Giants. That put me through... <laughs> Immense amount of pain every week, mm-hmm. but I, I still have that Super Bowl to cling to from 2011 Ouch. back back when I was seven. Ouch! I personally am a New England Patriots fan, and I personally hate both of those Super Bowls. <laughs> I'm unfortunately a Colts fan, so yeah. Hey, the Colts. Maybe I jinxed the Colts. I'm not gonna lie to you. I had the Colts as my Super Bowl runner-up. But I, oh my god! Of course, it had to be easy, Jinx. Of Ooh. course, it had to be you. Hey, I didn't make that take public, so technically, no, no, I'm just, I'm just playing. Penn, yeah, Penn State Planet is the Lee Corso of Instagram. Anything, if you pick your team, just, Bro, just no, hope for the best. You're sleeping on Lee. <laughs> Lee. Lee has a high percentage of right picks this year for games. Really? Better than me. 
<laughs> so let's expand that then. Who is your current uh, Super Bowl matchup prediction, and who is your winner? Uh, well, I my preseason I had the Rams, and I still have the Rams winning it. The AFC is like so wide open now that the Chiefs look beatable. I don't know. Titans just lost Derrick Henry. I, I really, I really want to stick with the Colts, but I, I don't know if I can. Just give it up. G five Chilling won't be hurt. No, I won't be. You know, I want. Well, the Colts no, no, it's not about draft draft feelings. It's about whether I'm gonna be right because I'm trying to be right. But I'll, I'll take, I'll say Rams over. You know, I'll say Rams over Colts. I'm going to stick with it. The wow. Colts, the Colts the over the Bills. Bills. Really? Yes. Yeah. I, I, I'm picking the Bills all the way in the AFC. Okay. I, I do. Well, I do appreciate the support. Um, How do you see the Colts, like, climbing out of that deep hole? Like, because the Titans swept them. So, like, that's a huge, huge hole to get out. Yeah, that's, that is true. But the Titans also just lost their best player. And uh, I don't know how long ago it was. I think three or four years ago, maybe the Colts started one and five and made the playoffs. I see a oh, similar, yeah. similar scenario playing out, even if they don't win the division, which they don't have to, because the AFC is just a mess. Yeah, it is. <laughs> okay, so I actually do have a, a thing I'd like to do with you real quick here. Um, it was sent to me a little bit ago, but G5 actually made a list of, in his opinion, your top five worst takes about the group of five. I would like to uh, read these to you and get your current opinion on all of these takes you made. Yep. Okay, so we'll go one by one. You said that San Diego State goes six and six or seven and five. Well, that's obviously not going to be correct, but I wouldn't put it as the worst take because I was still kind of correct that SDSU was overrated because they they're overrated, but. I, that's going to be wrong. They're, they're going eight and four. All right. You also said that Air Force is overrated, though you later took this back. Yes, I, I did take that back. Preseason, I thought they were overrated until I watched them against uh, FAU. I think they blew out FAU, and I really liked them in that game. So that changed my opinion of them. Okay. You also said that uh, San Jose State quarterback Nick Starkle is overrated at the position. Oh. Yes, and – that and I did hit on that because he is overrated. But I love Starkle, like as a as his personality. I I love that he interacts with Instagram. I think that's great. Yeah. You know, kind of a funny question is we G five asked Nick Starkle if he had any, any questions for you, and uh, he saw what, but he declined to ask anything for you. <laughs> I think this one. This one's one of the more. Um, one that actually shocked me when I read it. You said that you believe Cincinnati can beat Georgia, but they could not beat Oklahoma. Well, okay. I, I didn't say they couldn't beat Oklahoma, but that's just my prediction. I've, I've stuck with OU all year. I think they have the highest offensive ceiling. And I, I actually think the second Georgia plays a team that takes care of the ball and has a dual-threat quarterback, I think uh, Big Game Boomer has also said this. Which, um, I think that's when Georgia will lose. And I'm actually, you'll see in my updated prediction next week, I'm cha- changing my SEC pick to Alabama over Georgia in the championship. But I, I still think they'll put Georgia in. 
Honestly, as a as a Kentucky writer, I want to be a little hurt by that uh, a team that can handle the ball. But you are you're not entirely wrong about Kentucky there. <laughs> so the final and fifth uh, worst take here that you have it might be the most egregious of all. You claimed that G Five News Now is not the best college football page on Instagram. Ooh. Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> I love your page. I love all of your pages. Thank you. Okay, I have a question for you, Penn State Planet. Um, yeah. Who do you think gets the mo- more hate, you or Big Game Boomer? Uh, well, I, I, I'd want to say me because, like, I encounter most of my hate, but Big Game Boomer has 90 times bigger following base than me, so he yeah. definitely gets more hate. And mm-hmm. can I say one more thing? Oh yeah, a take a take about the group of five that needs to be added to to the the top five worst takes is if you actually look back on my account, you'll see that I had tech, Texas State ahead of Michigan in my <laughs> in my one thirty three season. Oh my god, which might be the worst take I've ever made. Yeah, Texas State has one. I'm pretty sure one or two wins. So yeah, I like to believe that was a. Uh, we, we can ignore that though. We can ignore that one. Yeah, Texas State um almost beat Baylor uh, week one. Yeah, they, they, they did, did lose by nine, and but I it picked, was like because of the safety. So I did pick Texas State in that game, and they they that's, didn't win. So yeah. yeah, that's how that's how it usually works. And then Baylor somehow turned out to be a top fifteen team, which I don't <laughs> think anyone saw coming. No, no. You know, I I do feel that you get a a lot of hate in the community because you know the vast scale that you're making picks at is. You're picking so many games and so many teams and so many rankings that when you're picking that vast of a scale, it's impossible to get all of that right. It's like, you know, asking a guy to fill out 50 March Madness brackets and expecting him to get all of them right at least one time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll notice a trend. The people that usually, like, put their opinion out there more are the ones that get the most hate. But you have to be able to take the hate if you want to be successful on Instagram. So, yeah, certainly. I, guess, Actually, I have a question well, I'm going to ask you. The, the hate kind of builds up, and I guess any publicity is, you know, good publicity in that stance. Yeah, I agree with that. So I had a question I wanted to ask you. Um, earlier in this episode, you mentioned you cover the big four. Um, you mentioned basketball, football, hockey, and uh, baseball. But what do you think about the rise of soccer in America, possibly becoming a big five, possibly edging out hockey or baseball to be in the new big four? Uh, well, I'm not much of a soccer fan myself, but I do go to like all my high school soccer games. I don't follow pro or college soccer, except Penn State men's soccer tweets. That's really the only thing I'll get, but. I don't know. I don't. I don't think I'm the right person to answer that because I'm not much of a soccer fan. So. Fair enough. Well, I think that's about all we have. Do you have anything else, Cole? G five. Nope. No, we're good. Okay. Well, thank you for coming on episode four. Make sure everybody uh, that is listening, you're listening on Spotify. Please follow us. Listen to it. Uh, share it with any of your friends or family that would want to. Uh, here are the takes or hated Penn State Planet takes in the past. Thank you for coming on episode four.
of the News Now Affiliation Podcast. Episode 5 will be coming out soon. Thank you for your time, Penn State Planet. Yeah, thanks, guys. It was fun. Yep, thanks. And thank you you to our members, WSU Daily, Cole. And thank you to G5 for also uh, helping us out on this episode. Yeah. Well, that is all for Episode 4. Thank you for joining everyone. And we will see you back in Episode 5. Have a good night.